Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go in-depth on all things Cyclones. This is Cyclone Insider on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Cyclone Insider podcast radio show from the Des Moines Register here on 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNO. He's Randy Peterson. I'm Travis Hines coming to you on the Monday after Cyhawk, where Iowa claimed a 20 to 13 victory, giving the Hawkeyes eight of 10 in the series, moving Matt Campbell to one and six overall against the Hawkeyes. And Randy, we talked a lot about the game on Saturday night, but I think, you know, a little, not quite 48 hours later, it's worth going back over having digested that offensive performance by Iowa state and even taking into account that Iowa's defense, I think is going to be pretty good this year. Disappointing showing from that Iowa state offense that just could not get going once again against the Hawkeyes. I agree. And, and I do the register does this Iowa state text group thing. And I looked at it on Sunday. On Sundays, I always send out a, a message or a, a blast saying, um, "It's you know, sound off on on what you your thoughts on on Saturday's game, whoever the opponent is." And dude, I bet of the I don't know how many I don't know a lot of responses. There were probably ten. 10. And these people don't know each other. I mean, they're not sitting there in a in a sports bar all answering all doing it. They don't know each other. They're from all over the country. There are at least 10 that call that says this is like Groundhog Day watching Iowa State. And I mean, the offense ha- has not changed. It's the same old stuff. Um, some it's mundane if you want to call it. Um Nothing has changed. And granted, it's a sample size. Two games is just a sample, a small, very small sample size. And one of them, like you said, is against the, the defense that is going to be, that we know will be one of the best in the country. Nonetheless, it's Iowa State's not, Iowa State didn't show anything in the, show much against an 0-2 Northern Iowa team in the opener. And oh, by the way, we'll get to this later, but Ohio University, its strength is defense. So I don't know, man. I I, I guess two games is a very small sample size, which it is. But I re- I was really kind of expecting something more out of this out of this offense. It's the same old stuff that we've seen. I don't know, ad nauseum, how many years. So that's that's where a lot of the frustration um, lies right now, and. And, um, um, you know, yes, Iowa State clawed back to within a touchdown, but, but, um, and won a lot of the statistics. But, uh, um, it's, it's, it's the, the, I think the main takeaway from that game was, was that Iowa State's offense is still no offense. Um, and that's, that's becoming very discerning. 
Yeah, I mean, the thing that stood out to me, because I, I was anticipating that offense to struggle, but the thing that stood out to me for the first two games is a lack of playmakers right now. And I think ultimately that'll probably change throughout the season as guys, you know, fully step into their roles and become more comfortable playing uh, this level of football. Cause again, it's a lot of inexperience there, but throughout two games offensively, haven't seen much in the way of playmaking. Haven't seen that big run. Haven't seen that play down the field. Haven't seen any dynamic athleticism within that offense to just go make a play to cover up for a mistake, to break things open. We just haven't seen that. And again, I think, you know, maybe Jaden Higgins becomes that guy. Maybe Abusama becomes that guy. I think even at the tight end position, Ben Bramer could be a guy that emerges with that ability. Uh, but through two games, just not a lot in terms of electricity from a single playmaker on that offense. And again, I think that can cover up a lot of mistakes when you have that one play, one strike, big strike capability. But just not there for Iowa State at all through two games. And I think that's a concern heading into Saturday. And again, I do think that somebody will likely emerge because they almost always do. But at this point, you know, there's not a, a dynamic playmaker on that Iowa State offense. Iowa State's longest offensive play is 26-yard run by Sama against against Northern Iowa. On Saturday, Iowa State's longest longest offensive play was 16 yards. That's like I, I that's kind of I support your 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 point there. Um nothing. Did Iowa State I don't remember Iowa State even taking any shots downfield. And it's not like Iowa was heating up was heating up um the quarterback, was heating up uh Rocco. Um they took I don't I can't recall a shot they took. And if they did, it'd probably been incomplete dropped pass anyway, or incomplete anyway. But but um and to your point, though, though Travis, of the of the, the youth, the, the the fact that this was this was um, expected early in the season, and that and that stuff probably or could change as as the season goes on. Forty seven of the fifty seven players that played for Iowa State on Saturday have eligibility were were juniors or younger, um, which wow, that's that's a lot. Um, so yeah, this this team is young, and and really, you want to talk? Let me get down to it. How did this team become so long? Why did be young? Why did this team become so young? That's maybe a conversation for another day. But um, there's got to be playmakers, and I don't know. I don't know who those playmakers are. I mean, it's okay. You mentioned Jaden Higgins. I, I agree, but they've got to take those shots. They've got to do that. Um, I kind of thought Jalen Noah would be the would be that guy. He had two, he had consecutive drops on 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 Saturday. Like I said, Sama's got the longest got the longest play, and I think that was only because he bounced a, a run outside that was supposed to be inside. Why don't they? I, why don't why didn't Iowa State take any any um, make any have any planned rushing plays around the edge with Sama, who who everybody has said is one of the fastest two or three players on the team. Maybe we'll see it down the road. Maybe we will. Maybe Iowa was taking all that away. I don't know. But um, I, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't, I don't know if I have a whole lot of hope for this offense. And I mean, they've got to prove to me that they can do some of the other stuff. 
Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Jalen Noll. I think he's a guy that probably needs to step up, you know, that we've talked about as being that potential number one wide receiver. And he's been fine this year. You know, I think he had, what, eight catches on on Saturday for 50 yards. But the two drops are killer. And, you know, if you're going to be that number one guy, if you're going to be Xavier Hutchinson, if you're going to be Michael Petway, if you're going to be Alan Lazard, you know, you, you've got to have a little bit more production than he's got. And those, those drops were just absolutely killer. Um, but he's a guy, I think, when you look at rookie quarterback, inexperienced uh, running backs, you know, Jalen Knoll as, as a guy that's been around a long time and has a lot of talent and potential, I think is one of those guys, if you're Matt Campbell, if you're Nate Shieldhouse, that you want to step up and, you know, be the guy that can help alleviate some of that pressure. And I don't think that, uh, Noel through two games has been able to do that. Yeah, and I was I was really surprised that he had the, that he had those drops. And I think I don't know. I'm not going to put my head in myself in somebody's head. I don't think we even talked to him on Saturday after the game. I, I don't remember recall him being in the interview room. Um, um, so I'm not going to guess what what may have been going through his mind. But there were there were times too on on uh, kick on uh, special teams where I don't know. I guess we could question his 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 judgment there also and i get it we all have we all have those kind of days um and once again i'm gonna i keep saying this but i'm i'm i, I it's true the opponents university of iowa i mean defense it's it's they're good man um yeah i don't and we're we're talking about players but ultimately like the offense has struggled for two years now i think it looked a lot like it did and i think we talked about this after the game on saturday randy like the offense looks a lot like it did in 2017 2018 in terms of schematics like i mean that's you know the buck stops with campbell at that point about you know figuring out how to get this offense unlocked <clears throat> they're running they're running the same yeah they're running the same place i mean um I, I I don't I guess I I, I expect <clears throat> I expected more more creativity, um, you know maybe not against Iowa but at least against Northern Iowa at least show your fans something, um, but uh, you know maybe we'll see it on Saturday, possibly we will because because dude this is an important game, this is this is and I know we'll, we'll get to it but they got to win this game. If they're, if they're going to win six and go, if they're going to be on the, the path to win six games, this has certainly got to be one of them. Um, and, you know, I bail with Baylor and, and Texas tech be both being Oh, and two, I, I, that don't, I'm not getting all excited about that. I don't, you know, they'll get, they'll get it back, but, but I don't know. I, I, Iowa state is, has absolutely shown me nothing on offense. And last year you could blame, you could blame injuries this year. I don't know what you blame. I don't I don't have any idea because like like we both heard, we're not so sure that Beck wasn't going to be the starter anyway this year, regardless, you know, what happened off the field. So well, that being I the mean, case. I I think Hunter Deckers was certainly going to be the starter, like whether or not Beck was able to to push him, but all right, I'll maybe. Yeah, probably. But but I think Beck was going to push him. Um but that's okay. I mean that's 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 fine. But Iowa State had it's not like they just knew this. They've had all whatever since since May first week of May, maybe sooner, to figure to figure this out. Um, yeah, I'm I'm just you know maybe they'll they'll prove me wrong on on Saturday. But I'm just uh, I'm concerned about about this offense. Um, 
Well, and like to go back to what we were talking about, the playmakers and Rocco Beck, like Rocco, I think has been fine. I mean, obviously the, the pick six was a killer and an absolute backbreaker on Saturday, but that's, that's going to happen, especially with a rookie quarterback. I think he's, he's been fine, but he's not been a dynamic quarterback, right? Like in terms of the playmaker, like, and I don't get the feeling, and this is a feeling, this is a amateur evaluation. I don't get the feeling that he's going to be that dynamic playmaker back there, at least this year. And that's why you need the guys around him to do that. Cause like this ain't going to be an offense that, you know, goes down the field 80 yards and 15 plays, you know, four or five times a game. I don't think that they're going to be able to be able to do that. So you're going to have to be able to, to break one off every now and again. And I'm not looking at the quarterback position currently to be the place where that comes from, right. which again is not necessarily a criticism of Rocco Beck. I think he's been fine. I just don't think like that's not going to be a game changing position. It doesn't seem to me right now for Iowa State. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not I'm not putting it on Rocco, not at all. It, it's it's he's doing what he's 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 running the plays that that are called. Um, I'm putting it on 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 the plays. I mean the take a shot, you know, take a shot down the field. And like I said, maybe he did. I, I skimmed over the the replay yesterday. I skimmed over it and um, then maybe I missed some, but I don't ever, I don't recall anything. Take a shot. That's, that's not on Rocco. Rocco's not being given a chance to do that. And maybe he can't, I don't know. But um, certainly I think that, that Iowa state now is in a position that, okay, We've got a new offensive staff. We've got new offensive players. It's time for it, the honeymoon's over. I mean, it's it's time for these guys to 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 make a play, like you said. Um, you know, to somebody show up as and be a big playmaker. And I agree with you a hundred percent. Rocco is not going to be that that flashy that flash and dash type of guy this year. I don't think. I I, I you know I, I certainly don't think so. Maybe going forward, maybe. Um, um, but uh, it's they do take a take a shot down down the field or or, or you know or come up with some kind of creativity. But I've I not think, seen anything yet. I think it's notable that the last three quarterbacks that at least come to mind, so Brock Purdy, Hunter Deckers, Rocco Becht, we have not seen a lot of shots downfield, and we know Deckers has a big arm or had a big arm for Iowa State last year. So again, I I, I don't know that that's on the quarterbacks. Uh, that seems to be a, a choice, right? Right. Uh, we you're did. not going to take shots down the field. You know, Brock Purdy did not have a great deep ball, so I don't really hold that against Tom Manning or Matt Campbell to a huge degree. Uh, but, I, again, I think it's notable that you just haven't seen that very much now going on three quarterbacks. In that 2018 game when Brock broke out at, at – at Stillwater against Oklahoma State, he took some deep deep shots, but he had a team on the other end, on the other end of those passes. I don't know whether that that person's there now. Um, to be to be quite honest, if if Iowa State's not not calling those plays, maybe they don't have confidence that those plays will work. Because, um, like I said earlier, certainly Rocco, he has he's been sacked what once, and that was against Northern Iowa, I think. So he's not being they're not heating him up a lot so he's getting protection but um it's it's like like you said it's it's about it's about the the play calling and i and i'm beginning to wonder if they don't if they don't trust 
the deep ball. Um, and I, but yes, you're right. The Iowa State's not been historic for for taking deep shots, but Iowa State has had 15 yard completions turned into 40 yard gains, um, and we've not, which we've not, which we've not seen. Um, I think, I think, X Xavier Hutchinson maybe did that a time or two, but uh, um, we've we've not we've not seen that quite yet and maybe it's Iowa State is is so easy to scout that that um opponents know what plays are coming I don't I don't know but uh um I I, I, I I'm guessing that that we'll see something on Saturday that that's just my guess because I was this is a game that I would say really needs badly so I'm I would guess we'll see any kind of all offensive stops come out because because like I said Ohio University yeah, it's a MAC team, but it played in the championship game last year against Campbell's old team, Toledo, and it's among the nation's leaders in in defense. We'll talk more about Iowa State's game this weekend at Ohio when we return on the Cyclone Insider Radio Hour from the Des Moines Register here on 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNO. This is Cyclone Insider on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. Welcome back to the Cyclone Insider Radio Hour from the Des Moines Register here on 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNO. He's Randy Peterson. I'm Travis Hines. If you missed any of our discussion about the Cyhawk game from Saturday, check out the podcast wherever it is you listen to your podcast. Randy, let's look a little bit ahead here to Ohio on Saturday. And I think, again, almost a classic trap game here for Iowa State uh, with an emotional loss on Saturday to Iowa with Big 12 play looming the following week against Oklahoma State. You get a funky road game here uh, to help pay the athletic department's bills, but puts the football position in a little bit of a, a tricky spot where, you know, they mess around. This could end up not being a very fun weekend for Iowa State. Now, I anticipate them winning, but I do think it was interesting to see that that uh, line from Vegas came out with Iowa State being yeah. – just a two-point favorite uh, against the Bobcats in Athens. Randy, what are your early thoughts on this game? Yeah, I, I kind of alluded to it earlier that that uh, Ohio. I was I was surprised at that at that line also, um, but that shows that Vegas respects Ohio University just as much as as you and I do, or and the MAC conference. Um, there, uh, Ohio University is two and one. They lost its opener against San Diego State and came back and beat what's LIU Long Island. Long Island, um, 27 to 10. And last week won at um, Florida Atlantic by a touchdown. Um, I don't think this is a great team, obviously. But um, Iowa State is going to have to, uh, um, you know, like we talked about on the first segment, play the, heck out, play the heck out of the offense. I mean, Ohio University is, is giving up <clears> – <throat> Less than 65 yards a game rushing, for example. So maybe this is a game that where the passing game can, can where Iowa State's passing game can can bounce. That's 14th nationally. Pass defense is I, opponents have got averaging about averaging about 175 yards. So that which isn't much, but that may be the the way to go for Iowa State, and it may be and it may be again those those short passes to the tight ends. Um, 
and and the, as far as the total offense, less than 240 yards total offense is what the defense has given up. That's 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 pretty darn incredible. That's 14th nationally. So Iowa State's offense is going to have to be clicking on on Saturday more so than it has um, this year. And maybe that's what it needs. Maybe maybe the Iowa State's offense needs some sort of a quote unquote breakout game. And and if they do, it would certainly will be against a formidable defense, regardless what conference it's in. Yeah, I mean, I think for Iowa State, you know, we alluded to this just being kind of a funky situation for them having to go on the road. They, they really got to treat it as an opportunity, right? That a chance to get away on a business trip, refocus, regroup, go out and try to, you know, have that badass offense uh, that everybody dreams of, you know, easier said than done. But I, I just think that they've got to treat this not as a chore, but as an opportunity. And I think that'll be my guess would be that'll be the message emanating from that coaching staff, especially after a loss is use it as an opportunity to get better. Because again, like there's just, there's no margin for error to get to six, right? Like you've got to go win this game. If you like, if they lose this game on Saturday, you and I are not going to be talking about bowl games or writing about how to get to six games or six victories, you, you know, for a while until they, unless they can go out and win a couple of games that we're not expecting them. Because, I mean, this is really just a expectation-setting game. And, again, I, I anticipate Iowa State going out and taking care of business on Saturday, but I also think it is a trickier situation than they would probably like uh, coming off that game on Saturday. Um, Yeah, and if, if, if Iowa State doesn't win on Saturday, I don't know where they're going to find five more victories, to be honest with you. They'll be, they won't be favored in any game, in any of their remaining games. I, I don't I don't know which doesn't mean a whole lot. Don't get me wrong, but I don't know where they're where they're going to find those those um, um, victories. Um, and the and they they the two um, games against the new Big Twelve members at they're both on the road at Cincinnati and at BYU. So I don't know. I thought initially that those that those might be winnable games for Iowa State, but from what we've seen after two games, I don't know. I, I guess. I can't, I can't say that. So I'm sure that Campbell has will um, instill in his players how how good this the MAC conference is because obviously that's where he came from, um, and they've got a, a group of young young guys on this team, like we said earlier that 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 may have to have that in there, may have to hear that lecture again, and I'm sure the position coaches certainly will give it to them. Um, but it is a, it is a road game. It is the first time these kids have been on the road together. Um, I guess I guess we'll see. He's Randy Peterson. I'm Travis Hines. This has been the Cyclone Insider Radio Hour from the Des Moines Register here on 106.3 FM and 1460 KXNO. Be sure to check out DesMoinesRegister.com all week long for our coverage of Iowa State's trip to Ohio. We've got the uh, live stream show on Thursday afternoon uh, to talk some more Iowa State football. But that's all we've got for this week. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. 
Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.